Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation and now to take a look at this big card from the Valley this weekend. Hopefully find us a few winners from the puntingbaron.com.au. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Excellent. Well, you know, showing your versatility. Coffs Harbour last week, the Friday. Got the weekend off on the right note. We had a good day, didn't we? Uh, Don Cassie was a nice result for the listeners and uh, we found a couple of others on the website for the subscribers and... Gee, we nearly got the big one with Hale Manhattan oh, in the car. Jeez. Tell you what, at the 200, 250, I thought, oh, we're, here, we're on here. But uh, he just couldn't quite finish it off uh, running the third. So hopefully a few people backed him each way and smarter than me. Uh, but I think he paid about $15, $16 the place. So uh, if people backed him each way, they would have got something out of it. But, yes, we did tip Bon Cassie in the spring. We're pretty keen on it, and it's... Uh, it was a great win, three wide, no cover all the way, uh, got the job done, and again was quite well backed. It was uh, 6 or $7 all the way up until probably about an hour before the jump where the money really started to come for it. And, um, still ended up starting around the 4 or $5 mark, uh, which was a good result for the locals. But, yeah, great day up at Coffs, looked a successful day, and then we were able to carry that in and find a couple of winners at Flemington on Saturday when the Hawks beat the Pies. It was a good weekend all round. Oh, there you go. Good news stories everywhere. <laughs> I suppose. hope it continues. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Well, we're off to the Valley this weekend. There's 10 races on the program. Now, we talked about the Valley from a couple of weeks ago, and we had that, that uh, a day where, of course, you had to be on the rail or on the rail to win, and it, of course, caught plenty of criticism. So weather-wise and track-wise, we go back to the true add in the weather elements to it as well. What's your assessment? What what do you think will happen on Saturday? Yeah, it's all a little bit of a mystery, isn't it? Because they move back into the true position. Uh, so given that they race in the five-metre position, and obviously those uh, lanes one and two and three, etc., would have caught a fair bit of traffic, the, the natural thought process is, well, moving back to the fresh ground, those inside five lanes, are probably going to be advantage, but so those uh, inside lanes on the last meeting, those uh, lanes one and two in the five metre position, obviously caught a fair bit of traffic because everyone wanted to go there. Uh, and then now we move back to the fresh ground, so it's a little bit of con- a little bit of a conundrum. I think part of the reason they might have removed it out five metres is that that inside ground may not have been as good. Uh, post the renovations so it really is a little bit of uh it is really a little bit up in the air i think there's a bit of, i don't think that will race as leader bias as what it did last week i think they'll, the last meeting sorry i think they'll pretty much ensure that that doesn't occur uh, but at the same time they have left the track in a good three at a good three i notice and we didn't get the rain that was probably forecast overnight we're speaking thursday morning there is a little bit of rain forecast Saturday, but it doesn't look a significant amount. So uh, dry ground rail true. You still think up on speed's probably going to be the place to be, but I'm I'm anticipating that the bias won't be as profound as what it was two weeks ago. Um, but I think we're going to probably kick off the day in a good four, probably a good four range, 
Um, and then we'll just have to see how it goes through the day. But it was pretty evident at the last meeting after the first couple of races, given the long intervals that they were coming in at, that it was pretty leader bias. So I think we'll be able to tell the tale quite early. Unfortunately, that doesn't help us on Thursday morning when we're recording this podcast, but we kind of got it right last time, so let's hope we can do it again on Saturday. All right, well, let's have a look at a few meetings that you have picked out. Now, as we mentioned, puntingbaron.com.au, you can subscribe today for all of the selections. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the segment, but we're going to have a look at a couple of races here that you picked out to preview for, uh, for the show this week. Races three, five, and seven, so we'll go on race book order. Let's go to the third, the Francis Gibson Handicap. This one is over at the mile, and it's for the three-year-old and upwards, the Phillies and Mares. Yes, and quite a few horses from one of the races that probably uh, created a fair bit of conversation two, media, uh, two weeks ago uh, go around again together here. Leah Vore won that race at uh, the Valley two weeks ago. It was quite, a, it was quite a, an astounding watch. It looked in all sorts of trouble at the 500. It looked like it was going backwards. Not sure if it was the horse struggling or tactics from Craig Williams as he knew he had one of the well-backed horses behind him, and the horse actually looked to be hanging a little. So I think he was actually just trying to keep the horse on the rail, uh, knowing that that was the best ground and not let uh, Defiant Diva, who was the favourite, through. And when they turned for home, despite to the eye looking beaten, Leavore was able to kick back and win, but certainly wanted to get off the track a little bit. Uh, without doubt, it was advantaged by the way the track played, and it meets Lady Court and Chandon Burge out of that race who probably weren't advantaged by how the track played. Uh, look, Shandon Burge is hang, hang, um, heading into Poland realms, um, and I got sucked <laughs> into Poland well and truly for the last time last Saturday, but I, I'm going to give Shandon Burge another chance. Her run in that race, in my opinion, was clearly the run of the race. She just got into a terrible spot out the back for Ollie uh, with a big weight. He tried to come out, couldn't get anywhere there. Ended up coming back to the inside and hitting the line quite well. Uh, but the damage had been done by then. Uh, I think she was pretty unlucky not to at least run second or maybe have even won the race. Uh, I like the engagement of Craig Newitt here from the inside draw. I think the key here with her is that Newitt could be quite aggressive on her out of the gates and really try and hold a spot. Obviously, Leah Vore likely to roll forward again with Lady Court really hoping that Craig Newitt can use that inside gate and hold the spot behind the leader on Shandon Burge. If he does that on her, she's got a little weight swing on Leah Vore. If the brakes come her way and the track plays a little bit fairer, which I am anticipating it will, I think she gets a really good opportunity to turn the table, Shandon Burge. Probably getting into last chance territory, though, but uh, I, think, I think she can turn the table. I think she's going well. She just hasn't had the best of luck. If she gets it... On Saturday, she's the one to beat for mine. Saving on one at big odds, and that's number three, Christmas Diamond. Uh, this is a, an imported mare who um, did most of her racing in the United States. Uh, <clears throat> no real market support first up. Despite her jump outs not being too bad, she took on the males there behind St. Lawrence in that last race at Caulfield three weeks ago. Just like the way she got through the line there, just if you go back and have a look at the replay, her last 200 metres, I thought she was really getting through the line nicely. She's got a super second up record. She's got a super record at the mile. She comes back against her own sex. Uh, a lot of her good form in America has been on fast and firm ground. I think she's likely to get a good track 
early in the day here on Saturday. Uh, she's kind of around the $25 to $30 mark. I would not be surprised to see her run a big race at odds here at Christmas time and bring a little bit of different form into the race. But hoping Shandon Burge gets the luck on Saturday if she does. I think she's the one to be uh, saving on number three Christmas diamond at a price. All right, so numbers two and three with two the clear on top of their Shandon Burge and three at a price, which is Christmas diamond. Let's go down to race number five, and this is the Gwenda Fitzgerald Handicap. This one's over 1,200 metres of benchmark 84. Yeah, uh, race of the day, this for mine. Uh, there's a couple of really good horses returning from spells, uh, a couple of inform horses as well uh, that have been racing through the, the winter months. Uh, we see the return of Recommendation, Ballet Riche and Maximilius. And I think they're the three, they're probably the three to, horses that are going to be fighting out the finish. They're, they're class animals. And uh, even though they're all first up at 1,200, uh, I think they're going to come ready to play. Recommendations be heavily backed. Uh, as soon as the markets went up, they went bang, crash, wallop with it's into 240, 250 already, which looks a pretty skinny price. He went through his grades really nicely. Um, if you look at his first up running, ran third to a horse called Think About It uh, before going to Canterbury and winning impressively and then uh, coming down to Sandown and uh, winning well. I think we're on him that day when he won the Zedative, but obviously he's a horse with some talent. He's had a couple of quiet jump outs. Uh, he's looked good in those. Uh, I just wonder whether this he might just take this run. I think, certainly the price, the 240 looks really short from the outside gate. I think there might be a few kick up underneath him. Uh, the horse that I settled on was number six, Maximilius. Uh, he's a horse that's taken on some of the better quality three-year-olds last season. Uh, if you look at him through his form, he's beaten two lengths by Jackano beaten less than a length by elliptical. He was then a victim of that fall in the Australian Guineas. He's only run here at Mooney Valley. He was quite good behind Chi Dancers. Uh, that form's been okay. We've seen Chi Dancers go up to Adelaide and perform well in stakes great. Key with Maximilius, he's had three jump-outs leading into this at Cranbourne. He's gone super in all of them. Uh, those three jump-outs suggest to me that he's going to come here ready to play first up. Uh, I think he maps well for Ollie from gate five. I think with that recommendation drawn out, Metro Legends, they're likely to come across. Uh, Charlemagne's probably going to kick up inside. He's the one that's just going to lob behind the speed, stalking those leaders. Uh, and if they can soften recommendation up, he might be the one that can come off the back and be really strong late. Uh, so happy to take the punt on Maximilius at the better price than recommendation first up. I think they're both pretty handy horses. Ballet Reach as well. I just think Ballet Reach, uh, probably inside gate, the valley, she's going to need some luck and might be better once she gets out over a trip. She certainly improved through her preparation last time out. But I think Maximilius might be the one that comes to play here who gets the right run. Um, and sticking with him to get back on the winner's list, race five, number six, Maximilius. Let's go down to race number seven on the program here. And this one is the Extreme Freight Handicap over the 2,040 metres, a benchmark 100. Yeah, small field, but pretty interesting race all the same. Uh, floating artist, Milford, uh, they chased home young Verta recently, coming, coming out of the same race. Milford then chased home Flash Flood last start, and they meet again along with Irish Flame. Uh, Deep Strike's been running against them as well. So... All the form kind of ties in with each other. And then you've got the appearance of this uh, imported galloper, Sissoko, from the Hayes Yard. And the Hayes Yard is absolutely airborne at the moment. 
A uh, bit hard to get a line on him from his jump outs and trials. They haven't wowed me. His last one was certainly his most impressive, but you know, his groups, his group one place in the UK over a mile. So he's obviously a horse with some ability, but he's first up off nearly two years off the scene. It would be some effort for him to win this race. Uh, with that in mind, I thought floating out as I was pretty keen on him at Flemington. I thought he did enough there. He, he was getting through the line nicely. He probably looked like he, you know, I don't profess to be a yard expert, but he did look like he might have been carrying a touch. So um, I think he might improve off that first up run. Uh, young Verda and Milford were obviously hard fit going into that race. Young Verda feels like he'd been up forever. Uh, but he was still closing off well. He's beaten less than two lengths. Uh, smaller field here, lower draw. I think he sits a little bit closer to them. He's been very good in his two runs at the Valley. Uh, earlier in his career. I uh, think he might just settle behind the leaders. I think Maserati Bay and Flash Flood roll forward and floating artists can really just sit behind them, stalk them. Being that close in the run, I think he gets a wonderful opportunity to get back into the winner's list. Unlike last campaign, I don't think he was as revved up first up. So I don't think we're going to see that flat second up run today. He's been, And he's also been four weeks between that first up run into this second up run. So expecting him to take good benefit from that. And if he does, I think he's the best horse in the race, and he looks to Matt to get the perfect run. So pretty keen to be with him, race seven, number one, floating artist. All right, so we are on race three, number two, Shandon Burge. We can save on the three, Christmas Diamond at the big odds. Race five, keen on the six, Maximilius. And race seven, it's number one, floating artist. So they're the selections for this week. What's the best? Yeah, pretty skinny day, I have to admit. It was, um, I was very keen on Roussillon in race two, but it's been scratched and headed up to Sydney for the Rosebud, which probably adds further evidence to my thoughts that it was a, pretty close to a good thing in Melbourne. Uh, but that's taken a bit of oomph out of the day. Uh, but I think Floating Artist is the class runner, and I know we made him a best bet a few weeks ago at better odds. Uh, I thought that run was good enough, and he's taken improvement from that. I think he'll be winning on Saturday, race seven, number one, Floating Artist. All right, we'll make it the best of the day. Now, uh, puntingbaron.com.au, as we mentioned, you can subscribe today. Good time to subscribe as well. Spring is literally on our doorstep, so the best time of racing of the year is right upon us. So it's a good time to jump on board and become a baron today. Certainly is. Spring is on the doorstep, and uh, we're starting to hit a bit of a decent run of form. It's been a good few weeks over the last couple of weeks, finding some good winners at decent prices. So hoping to continue that into Saturday. Uh, there's obviously the three races we previewed plus some other races from the Valley uh, and it's starting to ramp up in Sydney so it won't be long until we start and do the dual state uh, previews and betting in Melbourne and Sydney. So uh, great time to jump on board. Subscriptions start from just $6 a week or you can sign up for the full year which is just $159.95 uh, which works out to be around $3 a week. So extremely good value for money for the whole 12 months. So you can go to puntingbaron.com.au and check all that out. Jump on the website, become a Baron today, and hopefully a few winners this weekend. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program. Hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. No worries, Shane. Thanks for that, mate. Good luck. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.